I'm good. All righty. Everyone enjoying the rain? How many have been praying for rain? I was actually praying for snow. You know the prayer of faith that we're going to talk about today? Prayer of faith. Yeah, let's, God, it's, let's do, let's snow in June. It's according to your will. No, just kidding. Really. Welcome, everybody, today. If you guys don't know who I am, I'm Pastor Rich, and I am the senior pastor here. Um, my wife, Miss Donna, is flying back today. She's been gone 10 days to California, and I cannot wait for her to get back because I need her in a big way. I forget all the things she does when I'm, not, when I'm around, and it's been tough. So pray for your pastor. I got four of my hours left. And uh, hopefully she'll get here in a little bit. But really, um, if you've been coming, we actually, we're going to finish up our Faith Works series today. Um, we've been on six weeks of Faith Works. I'm not going to do a, lot, a big review, but if you want to, you can go on to gracepoint.com, go to our um, sermon part, and you can pull down the notes, our discipleship notes, and also the, on the series and also all the preaching. So um, today what we're going to talk about, the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith. Uh, if you've been going through the book of James... It's a book we thought, oh, it would be a nice book to go through. We just didn't know it was going to be a nice book that's going through us. And I said, well, okay, last week I said, we're going to be in chapter 5, talk about prayer, and it should be easy. And it wasn't because he's talking about faith because prayer shows faith. And it's amazing when, you, when we unpack this, when he's talking about, when he's talking to the church about the prayer of faith. Now, he calls us all believers shall walk by faith, and our prayer should be always about faith. So let's go ahead and um, James chapter 5, if you have your Bibles, it'll be James chapter 5, verses 13 to 18. And if you don't have it, it's on the screens. I'm using the ESV model. It says this, if anyone among you is suffering, and that word suffering means trouble, stress, or hardship, let him pray. If anyone is cheerful, let them sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. It didn't say stay home when you're sick. It says call the elders when you're sick. The elders, our elders here love to pray for people. If you're sick, now if you have the flu and they say stay home, that's fine. But if you're sick, come to church. You just might get healed. Amen? Amen. All right, just saying, it's a commercial. And the prayer of the faith will save the one who's sick and weary. And that word sick means weary, those who are weary. And the Lord will raise him up. And, he is commit, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. That's the ESV, but you know if you have the NIV, it says it's powerful and effective. Okay? That's what it means, as it's working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. And then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. And Father, I ask in this moment through your Holy Spirit, give us revelation, more than information. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, this is Paul finishing, almost about finishing out the letter that he wrote this journal epistle talking about the prayer of faith. And I said this earlier, prayer shows faith. And I, I want to share a story with you about Grace Point Church. 
about two years ago, about a year and a half ago, we had an organization called um, Kids Hope come by, uh, send us an uh, email, and I forwarded it to our children's minister, if you know, uh, Ruth Gregory. And in the email, it said, come on out. We have a program we might want, you might want to be interested in as far as going into the schools and mentoring children, one hour, one child, one semester, or the whole year. Are you interested? So we sent Miss Ruth over, you know Miss Ruth, about getting outside the wall. She got excited. And as she got excited, she came back, and we had an elders meeting, and she shared this, this what God had showed her, because she wasn't going to go, but something told her to go, and she went. And she said, I think this is the program or a ministry that Grace Point Church can actually um, take on, because our, if you don't know our vision, is reaching people and building community. That means outside the wall, inside and outside the walls. So we all received the information, so let's do this. We'll just pray. We'll just pray about it and see. We all felt something, but we had the, we had the cons and you had the pros, and we had to do that because we're people who also have, want to have wisdom in all that we do. And I believe it was, it must have been about four months later, God has spoke. Go ahead and start the program. Well, to start, you have to adopt a school. And in the process of us praying, we have a team of intercessors that pray for us 24 hours a day, seven days a week here. About team here? Is our intercessory team here? Why don't y'all stand up for a moment? Come on, y'all give them a hand. They pray for us all the time. <laughs> Thank you. And we told them, looking for a school. When we said it was okay, they said, yeah, that's what God told us. It was okay. I said, first of all, you have the money to buy into it. Second, you have to have the people. We had neither. We had a word and faith. So we prayed, what school? What school? What school? And then we all got together and said, I think we said Reagan Elementary. And uh, we told the intercessors, we thought it was Reagan. Well, Miss Dean Brooks said, you know, Reagan is the one God told me. So when we went to the administration and told them Reagan Elementary is the school we want to engage in and adopt this school, the administrators started crying because they said this, we hope that <laughs> we were praying that you would take the assignment. But the second thing is we were praying that you would actually take Reagan. So we said, okay, this, God, we know what you want to do. So then we pitched it and told everybody, and then we got 12 volunteers this year to go into the school. I'm one of them. And they matched kids, and we have fun. It's being a friend to a child for one year. Now, mine, I'm going to keep him until he's in college because he needs to stay in. He likes girls, so he needs to stay in college <laughs> until, he doesn't ha- until he gets married. <laughs> That's my assignment in life. <laughs> Get you married, right. Anyway, uh, I'm regressing. And um, we started down the road, got trained, started down the road. And we heard this from the uh, principal. Because we came in, did a lunch, and they looked at us like, yeah, we, we've been here before. We know churches, they start, but they don't finish. 
Now, they didn't say that, but that's what we could see on their face. We'll check you out first. Well, midway through it before Christmas, they came up to us. They said, you know something? It's amazing. You guys are actually doing what you said you're going to do. I'm like, how do you take a compliment like that? (laughs) Well, we're going down the road, and we're just having a ball. Some of, you know, again, our kids are something else. They're amazing. And we have prayer partners the whole time praying for us as we go and praying for our kids, and we've been watching things change. Now, we're not allowed to say Jesus on campus, but we can show up. Jesus shows up every time we show up because he's inside of us. And just recently... We got voted or honored with a community partner of the year award. Now, here's an interesting thing. We got awarded the, the uh, award, and then Miss De- I mean, Ruth and Mark had to go meet the board of directors because they didn't know us, but they, gave it, they voted for us, but they didn't know us. <laughs> so we went they said okay we love this so we received the award on on Thursday and um, and now how we are we put it on Facebook we kept saying we bragging because we don't like to brag or nothing but really it gives glory to God yeah. reason why I shared that story because we started with a prayer of faith and now this is our first year now we believe in God and we even talk to the intercessors again we want to double. We, want, we have 12 volunteers, and we need 24 to 36. Because now they're saying the demand is high for us to come and share one hour with one child to change their life. And it's durable because it's transferable because we don't have to have degrees. We just need to be a friend again. And we had a prayer of faith. And we didn't have money. We didn't have the people. But one thing we did was have God. And when we talk about the prayer of faith, when he's talking about that, is our faith is only as strong as the object we put it in. And that object is is God. So when we pray, we're actually praying for God to work, not for our great personalities. So when you're talking about the prayer of faith, it's back putting God, that's why I say where prayer shows faith, is you're putting your faith all in God. God lets you show up. There's no awards. There's no ministry. You got me. There's nothing. And we're amazed at what God's done and the stories that we're receiving. All we did was show up. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. When God, you don't know what's going to happen, but you know something's going to happen. And when we talk about the prayer of faith, building the will, we knew it was the will of God to touch this campus, and it's our campus until Jesus comes back. But as we unpack this, look at these three things I want to show you with the prayer of faith. And, and he talks about three things. We can pray for those who have trouble and those who are sick. And then we can pray for ourselves, one another, And then we have the honor to pray for our nation. Now, the first one is, I love Max Lucado when he says this in his quote. He says, prayer should be the default setting for a Christian's life, which means that's the first thing we ought to do whenever we get up in the morning or what's going on in our lives. Prayer should be a default, not the second and third option. 
Make sense? And we know when we pray, God hears. And when we pray in faith and we pray in the will of God, we can have confidence that he hears us. Because God loves to hear from his people. How many believe that? He loves to hear it. And I have a scripture for you. 1 John 5, 14, it says this. And this is the what? Now, that's another word for faith. I have faith that God is, um, if we have confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything, everyone say anything, according to my will, there's a secret. He will what? Hear us. It's his will. So his will, again, as I was telling the story, was for us in some church to go to Reagan Elementary. And we're the only church in town. I'm not bragging. We're trying to get other churches, but God has called us to be pioneers of the work. And we are a pioneer church. Look around us. No one looks like us. We're all different. Ian Bounds says this. When faith ceases to pray, it ceases to live. When faith ceases to pray, it ceases to live. Now, the first one is troubled and sick. Trouble means, again, if you, uh, if you have a hardship or you're stressed out, does any, can anybody relate? Being stressed out. I can't wait for my honey to come back because I got stressed out this morning. For two weeks, she laid out all the food I'm supposed to eat, all the clothes I'm supposed to wear. And she says, just do this one thing, Rich. If you will just try them on the night before, you'll see if it works. <laughs> so I'm a man. I didn't do that. So I'm supposed to teach classes more, and I put it on. I need to go walk because I gained some weight. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm supposed to be in class, teaching class. I don't know what color's in the closet. And she's on the, phone, she's on the plane. Okay, Lord, I'm praying. Show me. Now, I hope this matches. I can see black. And he said, I, saw, I wore gray last week. It's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was stressed. And I had to come here and teach a class. And I didn't listen. So I need you, honey. Hurry up. Those who are troubled and sick, you pray. Because when you're troubled, sometimes you can't call anybody in the moment. You pray. And after you pray, then you call somebody to pray with you. But he's talking about singular here. If you're in those trouble, you pray. Pray right away. And here's, guys, can I help you out? Don't get the holies and thighs. I wasn't saying, God, in your ultimate mercy, the great I am, give me some colors. I'm like, Lord, help me right now because I got to get there. (laughs) Bad language. But he heard me. Wasn't fancy. I just needed something to wear. And I wasn't going to show up in jeans that weren't ironed. (laughs) Because I had told everybody I'll be on time for the class, and I'm the one one person. I've become the person I hate. I'm late. All the time, right, ma'am? She's, yeah, I am. I tell you that. <laughs> Amen. But then it says he goes into those who are happy, those who are happy, praise the Lord. Did I just, when I started studying, I'm like, he put two, 
different parameters in there. But here's an interesting thing about it. I read something in Acts chapter 16 when two brothers, Paul and Silas, were going witness, was witnessing Jesus in the village. <laughs> and what happened, a, a young lady got born again, and she, she was bad, it became bad for business, so they locked them up in the inner jail. Paul and Silas, they didn't have a conversation. I can hear Silas right now. Paul, I'm never hanging with you again, man. I'm in stocks. I'm in jail. Locked up. It says this in, in verse 25, Acts chapter 16. They started praying, and then they started singing. They started praying, and they started singing. Notice when you start to pray, it gives you joy. Because you understand that the one, he hears you, and he's going to take care of it. So then you can sing for the answer until the answer comes. You can praise him and thank him prior to the answer. So prayer really leads to praise. Because you can thank him now. You said it, and you can thank him. The reason why I wrote this down, because can I give you this hint? It's this. Healing, not, or, healing or whatever situation we're going through, not always comes immediately, but it always comes ultimately. The answer does not come all the time immediately, but it does come ultimately, especially if it's God's will. When I had an accident four years ago, I was in the emergency room, and the elders came. Doctor's Doctor's diagnosis, you have a broken rib and you have a busted foot. And elders came in. And I had, elders, I had an elder all the way in England praying for me. They came in, laid hands on me before the doctor came in to cast me up and, and x-ray me. <laughs> laid hands on me because my rib was sticking out. Rib goes in. It's not broken. Foot's not broken. He said, oh, my gosh. Now it happened immediately. Reason why it happened immediately to show the doctors that God is awesome. And there was a whole church was in there. So God managed to show up in front of the whole church. And the doctor said, I don't understand this. And we said, We do. And I was hurting, but not anymore. Now ultimately, elders laid hand on Miss Donna over over ten years ago. You know about her back. And I call it the process of healing. But we found out so much about her back and the mechanics of it and the nerve endings. And she went to the doctor just a little while ago, had another MRI, when they said she had a degenerate um, disc in her back. Not anymore. Now, she still has the pain. We're trying to figure that out. But that stopped, it stopped it. Boom. And she went to a procedure. If you got some of you know that, one Wednesday night. And she almost, we almost lost her because they gave it the wrong she got an allergic reaction to the medicine. But her, the uh, doctor said, it isn't degenerating anymore. The process of healing, I have no idea. But all I know is when I, we pray, God, the pressure is on God to bring through the promise. The reason a lot of times we don't like the prayer of faith is because we put ourselves into it. If we don't see something happen, we, you know, one thing I learned about the Gulf War, I watched it on, you know, we were involved in it, and I watched cruise missiles just firing, just, going, just flying down the street. Hundreds of miles away, the guys are shooting things away, and they're not worried about it because it's going to hit its target. 
We can go watch it on CNN. You know, when you pray, I can pray here and bring change. Things will start to happen in Okinawa, Japan. And all you do is launch it, and God will guide it. I mean, come on. How did David hit the giant with a little rock? You're nine feet, nine inch tall. My little slingshot, he threw it. He launched it. Who got the shot in there? God did. Like the prayer of faith. When you pray, it happens. Which gives me, I love Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have what? Past tense, and it will be yours. All I got to do, I'm called to do, is believe. That's all I'm called to do, is believe. Nothing else. Thank you, Lord. Nothing else. All I got to do is believe that I received it. And I say, according to your will, according to your word, I do believe. It's like the guy was healed. But he says, he asked the father, Jesus asked the father, do you believe that I can heal your son? He said, Lord, help my unbelief. He said, well, according to your faith, it's done. That's what I like about the prayer of faith. This is what, this is what James is saying. Either immediately or ultimately. Now, the verse 15 is kind of interesting. The word sick means weary. When you're weary and you run down. How many have been weary and just run down and someone prayed for you and all of a sudden? Yeah, because there's healing power in prayer. The different words, sick, this, weary, run down. Just had a day of all days. And you come into a worship service on Sunday morning and then all of a sudden something changes in you. That's how God works. Number two, one another. Verse 16. Talking about confessing our sins to one another in the prayer of faith um, does much. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, that you may be what? Is that past tense? Okay. The prayer of the righteous person has great power in its working. Again, uh, and I love this because I wrote this down. The prayer of faith demands a confession of sin and will be surrendered to God. And he's really talking about as you're coming to the, um, if the uh, you call the elders to pray, and there's some issues that you have, you're dealing with, and you just confess those issues or whatever it is, or that fault that you have, you shall be healed. It's amazing when people, we talk about um, getting more of God, you cannot be healed if you have issues, if you have sin in your life. It's like the, um, we'll get down to talk about the drought. You're kind of cut off if you have unforgiveness. You're kind of cut off if you have sin in your life because God can't get to you. Make sense? And in righteous, this is everybody. See, I'm an everybody. Righteous of a righteous person. Anyone who's in the right relationship with God will have right prayers. That's us. That's us. In the moment, if you can walk in with God, just pray. Now, there's a certain type of healing that happened then, it happened then, or doctors will be part of it also. It doesn't matter as long as you believe God. Because prayer power is the greatest power in the world today. I truly believe this. This is the greatest power in the world today. We always make a joke. You hear this joke in church. On Sunday mornings, you see how many people uh, 
come who's religious. On Wednesday night, you hear people come out to see how popular the pastor is. On a prayer night, only those who really love Jesus show up. Because you're talking, they're talking about in prayer time, it should be the most populated place. I'm convicted too. Like 9.30 in the morning on Sundays. Now it fills up when everyone has a need. And I'm like this too. My, my, my brother said, you know something about you, Rich? When you used to play sports, whenever you got the advantage, you kind of slacked off. You kind of started slowing down. I said, yeah, I know, Julian, I know. He says, you need to keep that intensity going at all times. In prayer, a lot of times we pray for a car, we pray for a house, we pray for a marriage, and it takes to get some fruit come through. And then all of a sudden we kind of back off. And... But when we talk about kids' hope, we couldn't back off. We had to build a, we had to build a intercessory team for us for every single day that we go on there. We couldn't back off because prayer got us in the place and prayer will sustain us through it. Make sense? So prayer in the church, when you're praying, doors start to open. But it's intensity. We're going to get into that. How much we continue to do that every day and every opportunity there is, come out and pray. Just come out. And again, it's not about being a great prayer warrior. It's about just communicating with God for other people. Because it's the greatest power in the world today. Number three, our nation. Talks about a fervent prayer, Elijah. The word fervent or fervent means this. In the literal Greek, it means he prayed in his prayers. Because Elijah was a nature like ours. He prayed fervently. He was just like us. But he prayed in his prayers. What them translated is when he was in before God, he was just actually speaking regular language. He was speaking, God, you know, because he's in a time when we have uh, Ahab and Jezebel and Israel had turned wicked, and he was a prophet in the middle of all that. And God said, I'm going to put a curse on the land for three and a half years by your word. He prayed. It didn't rain for three and a half years. This is in 1 Kings 17. And then he go into a couple chapters, he went through something, no rain, because there was a drought in the land. I looked at that. America, we got some turning to do. Have you noticed the drought of leadership in the nation? Have you noticed the drought of water? around here, around our nation. California, think about it, it's going to dry up. Have you noticed the drought in relationships, the drought in holiness? What he's talking about is disobedience will bring a drought because I know if I'm not walking with God and I'm off, off somewhere, 
He can't get to me because he can't look upon sin or any issue, especially if I have unforgiveness in my heart. He is a drought. It seems like I'm trying to pray and not get nothing, get nothing. It's like a dry land because he can't get in because there's an issue there. And that's what's talking about that three and a half year drought was saying, when you guys act like you didn't need me, so I'm just going to pull back and let you have yourselves. But then it says in chapter 18, he prayed and it started to rain again. Now, here's how he did it. It's amazing. He waited. Everyone was gone after he, had a, after he came back. And um, he got down and he put his head between his legs and he prayed. And uh, you know, you have a prayer of faith and you're expecting something. So he sent his servant out. Hey, go check. Go check and see if um, there's anything there. He runs out, he comes back. Okay, God. So he does it again, second time. Run out and check it. Okay, God. I mean, okay. Nothing there. Elijah, there's nothing. Three times, four times, five times, the sixth time. Sixth time. Nothing. Seventh time. He runs out. Oh, there is a little cloud. Master, there's a little cloud. There's an opening. And Elijah told him, go tell Ahab that is a, you better get home right quick because there's a gusher's coming. There's a gusher coming. What I'm telling you is when we pray, we got to look for that little crack in our lives, that little crack, that little opening, and we have that faith to go in and do something. That little opening for us to get into the school has become this big rain cloud, which is amazing. But seven times he prayed. And when he saw the little cloud, and it says, I think the last time I checked, all you need to have faith is, a, is the size of a mustard seed. All I need is a little cloud, a little crack, a little issue for God to open it up. That's what I've been asking for. Open up Abilene. looking for that little, we got the little place in school and we got the little cloud in university. Now we need a little cloud in Dias and we need a little cloud in our community, everywhere in our community. So God's going to reign all over our community. But I'm praying for that little cloud and I'll keep sending out. Do you see it yet? No. I'll keep on praying. You see it yet? No, I'll keep on praying. That marriage shield yet? Not yet. I'll keep on praying. Woo! Because I know ultimately it's going to happen. Ultimately, it's got to happen because that's what his word says. According to his will, he wants our, our community to know Jesus Christ. And the gospel is the only thing that can change the destiny of people's lives, eternal destiny. That means they have a life after this is over. He prayed again. He prayed again. Ian Bounds says this, Faith in Christ's ability to do and do greatly is the faith which prays greatly. I'm praying greatly for your marriages. I'm praying greatly for, your, for, your, uh, for blessings in your life. 
praying greatly for our young airmen, all the things that's going on, and praying greatly for Fort Hood. We should be praying for those, what's going on around us. Young people destroying their lives. I'm praying. How about you? I'm praying for your family. Praying for your children to grow up and do greater things for God. I don't see it now, but I'm looking for the cloud. Those who walked in here on some issues in your life, God, if you don't show up, it's over. I'm praying by the time you leave here, you'll feel that there's a cloud over your life that's going to rain his glory and his peace and his love on you. Because we have one that died for our sins. Everyone stand. We have one who came, who died, who was risen again. Who healed all our diseases. Took all our pain. His name is Jesus Christ. As we go into the Easter season, I love Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. He took all our troubles and our sickness. It says this, surely he has borne our griefs, carried our has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. That means we thought that he took it on himself. It was his fault. And afflicted. Come on, somebody. And he was wounded for our sins, transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities again. Upon was the chastisement that brought us, what? Peace. And with his stripes, we are going to be healed. Say it again. Say it again. Build that faith. Say it again. We are are healed. 2,000 years ago, that's who we celebrate. We're going to sing a song. Then we're going to open open up the, the, wow, the front altar for you for prayer. Who needs prayer? Thank you. Had a mind. The great I am. We're going to sing a bridge on that. Then I have an assignment for you to do. How many got faith in God? How many's faith just been increased? See, one guy taught me, a young man, old man told me, he said, healing is nothing but minor leagues for what God wants to do. I want to have faith to win a city, faith to tuck a university, faith to touch the high schools, faith to touch the middle schools, faith to touch our community, faith, faith, faith. Because he said, I desire no one to be lost, no one to go without. And if he says that, then his desire and his will is to get and change our city. And it starts one person at a time. It starts in our lives. And Father, I thank you right now for this time together. It's faith. We're able to pray for one another. Pray for those who are troubled and sick. Father, we're able to pray for our nation who needs our help. And Father, I thank you right now as we enter worship. I ask right now those who need to be touched, God. Because when the people are healed, the nation is healed. And those who are missing, feel they're missing. Fill them right now. Those who are hungry, fill them with your word and your power and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.